Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. If you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit Fastline.com for more information. That's Fastline.com. Stories behind the ag brands we love and the ag brands we love to hate. What color is your tractor? With Chrissy Wozniak. Hi, I'm Chrissy Wozniak, and welcome to What Color Is Your Tractor? The company that we're going to talk to today is a manufacturer of livestock mixing and feeding equipment, composting, uh, compost mixing equipment, and manure spreaders. It was founded by Ben Nyer and Bill Pullen in 1984 in Dodge City, Kansas, and today they have additional manufacturing facilities in Hoisington, Kansas, Sunnyside, Washington, as well as a retail location in Scott City, Kansas. They have over 100 dealers in the U.S. and sales in 40 international markets. I would like to welcome President and COO of Rotomix, Kelly Whitman. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. You're very welcome. Thank you for uh, involving us in this. We're excited to do it. Awesome. So uh, let's start uh, right up at the beginning. Uh, farming was pretty tough in the 80s. So what made the founders decide to start manufacturing? So tell me about them and how and why they started the company. Well, Ben had a uh, farm and a little feedlot uh, east of Dot City here in Mullenville, Kansas, and had cattle in, in pens and fed them with the old, uh, a lot of the ag people will know is the John Deere chuck wagon, which was a chain floor box. And all you could really do was layer your silage and your hay, uh, your steam flake corn, any of your feed ingredients in layers. And so as the chain floor went forward, it fell onto another conveyor and then discharged. So you really didn't have any mixing going on. So the cattle could pick through the feed. They could eat the hay or the corn. They could eat kind of whatever they wanted. Um, ben kind of thought, got to be a better way. So he uh, involved a couple of people. Um, they went to a small garage and built a model and thought that's about what we want to do. So they built their first unit that fit in the back of a pickup. And it was driven by just a little Briggs and Stratton gas engine. And it worked really well. Uh, And Ben and Jim Copeland are the first two to do this. And that's why the company originally was called BJM for Ben and Jim Manufacturing. Oh, wow. I I had no idea. Wow. Yep. And that was the first company. Ben was actually, we always call him the father of the feed mixer. Because before Ben invented the auger box, there really wasn't any way to mix feed in the early 60s. Really, and so Ben, <clears throat> Ben did that in the uh, in the about in the mid '60s, and then uh, kind of decided to he had something going. He had something that worked pretty good, and kind of one of those things. The neighbor sees it, and he says, "I want one," and the other neighbor sees it, and he wants one. So Ben started manufacturing the auger mixers. That's really cool. And now today, you've you've added more products as well, right? Yep. Uh, through the history, the BJM kind of uh, 
went away and Rotomix started, as you said, in 84 and became an official company in 85. But yes, we have manure spreaders, compost mixers. Um, we are in over 40 foreign countries. So we are definitely worldwide as an organization. Right. Yeah, that's so cool. And uh, um, I understand that the company is also a family business. So how has that affected the direction um, of the and growth of the company over the years? It's been pretty good. We've actually had several changes. It's been family and then not, and then family and then not. Okay. Um, we are currently, we still have uh, Rod Nyer, who is the son of Ben, is our uh, CEO and CFO. So he is still involved with the company on a daily basis, uh, but we are owned by an investment group now. Mm-hmm. And that has been very beneficial. Uh, we have a larger checkbook to work with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for expansions and equipment that we need. We're, we're very blessed. Yeah, I bet. And you have been at Rotomix for a very long, very long time. So tell us about your journey. Uh, wow. I started in April of 91 uh, in the engineering department. Uh, was one of two. <laughs> we had just two, two draftsmen kind of engineering assistants and a head engineer. Uh, then in 91, <clears throat> when I start, excuse me, uh, I was kind of in charge of doing all the manuals, doing all the technical illustration. Mm-hmm. We got an agreement that was pretty, was kind of a secret deal, but we got an agreement with uh, John Deere in 1993 and we were going to OEM feed mixers for John Deere. There wasn't mm-hmm. going to be the capacity in Dodge City to handle that. So at that time, uh, we found a facility in Hoisington, Kansas, and I moved up there in December of 93. And then January of 94, we shipped our first units out of there. So, right. and that plant's still going today. They build a, our vertical mixers, which have need a higher ceiling to put the augers in. Mm-hmm. So, but they can also build all the commercial mixers that we build in Dodge City. Oh, that's right. And you have a self-propelled now too, right? <clears throat> nah, we did several years ago. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's a real good European technology where they're subsidized a lot more in the manufacturing. They're, they're pretty expensive. They're slow. Um, so we really just focus on the truck trailer and stationary oh, okay, cool. sides of the equipment. So you guys clearly serve the industry well. How does Rotomix want to be seen in the ag industry? Oh, I think we'd like to be seen as an innovator. Uh, we're constantly looking at what's next, what's new. <clears throat> um, when we came up with our staggered rotor several years ago, the need that need arose because of the the injection of all this wet distiller's grain from the ethanol plants. It's it's kind of like almost mixing adobe. Um, it's really heavy. It's wet. It's sticky. And some of our customers up north in Nebraska where there's so much corn, there's a lot of ethanol plants. And we had some customers in the, in the 60 to 70% of their ration was distiller's grain. So we designed the staggered rotor to make that mix better because of the, the design of the rotor. <clears throat> so, so innovation is where we'd like to be seen. Uh, it's, I guess when you think about cattle feeding, you don't think of exciting things and, mm-hmm. and, big news and, and kind of what's the newest big, big thing. But we, we like to try and stay on the edge of that. Right. Yeah. So do you ever get like weird requests <clears throat> next things? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird request. And it's, 
<clears throat> it's always seems to that they always come when our our basic our standard orders have slowed down maybe summertime or in a slow time yes we have done some weird stuff um, multiple doors on mixers um, door locations we build a lot of right-hand units of course for australia so specials don't scare us i do know a lot of our competition absolutely will not do specials the ability of us to do that and the willingness to do it has gained us a lot of customers mm -hmm. because we will do those odd things for somebody right yeah that's cool that makes a big difference <clears throat> to your customers for sure to to listen to what they need and i'm sure you've probably over the years been able to pick up some new product lines because of that right um yeah we sometimes there are the the special things that end up kind of becoming a an option that we offer mm -hmm. uh, years ago we did a, a self-feeder auger which was kind of a single auger that hangs under the bottom of the auger the auger bottom on a mixer and it'll swing out and fill the the, the creep feeders for calves uh <clears throat> um, we did one of those for a customer and like, yeah, we should probably offer this. And now we do uh, probably three or four a year. It's not a high volume deal, but we offer it and customers know it. So oh, it, uh, cool. it is an option that we can handle. Wow. So who are some of the most memorable people within the company along the way? Oh boy. It's, we're an aging workforce. We joke that our senior management team is going to all need walkers before the next few <laughs> years here, but uh, we've had quite a few. Ben was a, definitely an amazing man. He passed away a few years ago, was involved with the company and, until he passed away. He taught a lot of us a lot of things, uh, was a self-prescribed engineer, I guess you'd call him, did uh, did more design work than a lot of people that are engineers. He's a great guy. Um, we had a purchasing agent by the name of Bob Sweeney, and he was an absolute character. His uh, office is at the bottom of the stairs. So our receptionist would have a salesman come in and Bob could hear him down at the bottom of the stairs. So receptionist would call down and say, John Smith's here to see you. And Sweeney would yell on the phone and out his door, I don't got time to see that guy. And it was always a pretty good laugh because the salesman <laughs> heard him. And But then he would end up telling him to come on down. But he was a pretty good character. Uh, Clinton Harris was one of our guys. He kind of ended up just being the uh, – he did a lot of parts running for us. But Clint was uh, a special man. He uh, always had a funny joke to tell you and always kind of made, made you smile if you were having a – one of those days and uh, yeah we've had we've had our share over the years and a lot of them were the characters but they were here forever i mean we have mm -hmm. a lot of 30 30 year plus employees and a lot of a, really a lot of 20 plus year employees yeah that that's incredible well i can vouch for the fact that you guys grow great people um and over the years, I've been able to get to know some Rotomix employees, Kevin Zart and Brady Moy. Brady's the rep out this way in the East, right? Correct. And uh, I can honestly tell you that the kindness that I've experienced from them has actually impacted my career. And I'll be forever grateful to those two, for sure. Well, that's good. Mm. And you've you've done some things for us as well, and we appreciate that. Yeah, that's what that's what's great about our industry, right? Is that... Yeah. It's, <clears throat> 
it's a it's a small circle but a big circle we cover a lot of ground (laughs) yeah that's uh one of the things we always joke about in our industry is you kind of be careful what you tell people because the uh, feed yard telegraph is a very fast transmitter of information that's for (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) and you guys have been lucky enough to be featured on the peterson farm brothers youtube videos yes yeah yeah and actually, last year at the NCBA, uh, well, it would be two years ago since COVID canceled last year, um, we actually had, we partnered with uh, Digistar, the the scale people at mm-hmm. TopCon, I guess is actually what they're known as now. But they had contracted the Peterson, the three boys, to be at the booth during the NCBA. Oh, wow. Uh, down in San Antonio. But they didn't have enough, the boys wanted to sing during a few times during the show, but there, the Topcom booth was only, oh, I think we always just call them the 10 by 10s, the tabletop booths. So uh, they contacted us and wanted to know if, if I was okay, if a few times each day, if they would come to our booth and sing. And I was like, yeah, what's it going to cost us? And they said, we've already paid the contract. We just need a space. Oh, wow. Sign me up. Um, so we actually did rent the audio equipment for them and built a little stage in front of our semi-trailer feeder box. So three or four times a day for the first couple of days of the show, they came over and would perform. And you want to talk about drawing a crowd. Oh yeah. I we, bet. uh, we screwed up the aisles and packed our booth and got complaints from the booth next to us because of the noise. And, but yeah, it, it was a good deal. So yeah, those videos are seen all over. There's another gentleman, Derek Klingenberg. He does a lot of videos that show, uh, uh, his truck mixer. He has a 620 on a truck and up here in kind of in north central Kansas. But he does a lot of parody videos as well. So yeah, we're yeah. we're pretty fortunate there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, you know, most people that know me know I'm all about marketing and branding and sales and sales process. And and uh and you know, that's what led to how this show started is that I'm just kind of fascinated with this brand right. brand loyalty and and social media has really changed how um companies are seen now too, right? Like oh, I remember definitely. during those years, people were wearing Rotomix hats all over the place. And, uh, and I thought, well, that's so cool. When, you know, I got to know Greg Peterson a little bit through a different event oh, yeah. out right. in, in Iowa and yeah, he, he wears his Rotomix hat and it just such a cool, such a cool new way for us all to be connected. Right. Yes. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. You, it's shocking how many, if you really start looking at the people that have liked, shared, commented on uh, on Facebook posts, and how quick it is to spread across the world, uh, we have we have some awesome customers all over this this big globe, and and it's just to me it's crazy how quick that information can spread, good or bad, and you you have to be ready to defend the bad or you know support the bad, but yeah, technology is amazing of what it's done in the last few years. Yeah, for sure. So why do you think a producer should choose Rotomix <clears throat> over all the other mixers and spreaders out there on, on the market? Well, I kind of like to hope that they all want the best. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. <clears throat> We're not the cheapest. Uh, we never have been, and we actually have absolute zero desire to be the cheapest. That's not why we're here. Uh, our goal is to build the the best mixing and feeding and spreading equipment that there is. 
uh, it is going to cost the consumer more, but we uh, we like to hope or like to think that uh, what we provide is, is worth it. Uh, we have a lot of mixers out there for many years that just get rebuilt every now and then just because they're wearing out and they still use them. We had the very first unit serial numbered in 1984 in our mount shop or in our service shop, getting some rework done to it just um, probably about a year and a half ago. So the very first yeah. mixer with a decal on the side of it that said Rotomix is still being used today. It's on its fifth or sixth owner, but it's still out there. So, no way. That's incredible. Yeah, 37 years out wow. in the world. And it's, it's been quite a few different places in the country, but it's still ticking. So I think that's a, the longevity is there if people take care of them. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, thinking back on the last year, how has that impacted you guys? <clears throat> it was pretty tricky at the, at the beginning of it. Uh, we never did really, we didn't get slow. We didn't lay off. Uh, I think the most we ever had a kind of affected by, by COVID or out because they had to quarantine was, I think we had three at one time, but most of the time it was one or two. The way our shops laid out, it's pretty easy to isolate but mm-hmm. the new words, the new normal, the right, self-isolate, yeah. I hate the new normal, but um, yeah. it, it was just kind of natural because you have a welder in his bay and he just stands in his bay and welds. Uh, the biggest thing that got us when orders, orders did slow down because feed yards at, during that time, their biggest concern in our close area here was uh, the packing plants had to right. throttle back their production. So the cattle backed up in the feed yard. So when you have feed yards that don't ship cattle for three or four months, and they're used to shipping cattle every few days, the, the backed up cattle caused most of the grief because the, the biggest concern on a feed yard manager was taking care of those cattle that are getting bigger and bigger. And all these cattle that are supposed to be coming in, what am I going to do with them? So their concern about getting new equipment, I think kind of slid to the back burner, so to speak. Right. And that kind of slowed our orders, but we still just stayed busy. We never cut hours back. Uh, we were in full production through the whole COVID thing. Obviously, like everybody, locked our doors. No mm-hmm. salesmen in. Truck drivers weren't allowed in the building. Somebody took their paperwork out to them. So we made changes, obviously. A uh, few people in the office that could work from home. Uh, I was here every day, 6.30 in the morning, so I didn't notice any difference. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, there were a few changes, but I guess you'd say we managed it very well. That's good. That's that's really good to hear. And and we're lucky in this industry because everyone has to eat, right? So it's got to it. keep going. <clears throat> yeah, we're, yeah. We're when it very lucky first came out, we we did some checking, and because we supported the beef industry as an equipment and maintenance and uh, breakdowns, we were right at the top of the list of the essential businesses. So if it would have got worse to where things had to close, we would have been at the very tail end of that list. So, yeah, we we uh, definitely got through it better than I thought at the beginning. I was in a little bit of a panic, but yeah, we, we made it. That's awesome. Over and, the last year, I think- I've noticed, you know, we all spent so much time at farm shows and everybody would say, oh, the farm shows are dying. Farm shows uh, are dying. And then <laughs> COVID hits and 
and we're like, oh no, what are we going to do without farm shows? <laughs> so I think we're, we hopefully have learned some more skills in selling and marketing and, and can be a little bit more choosy now, hopefully, and smarter about it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it does kind of change your outlook. Nobody really enjoys doing them, but they're a necessary evil of our <laughs> business. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of them have been virtual, which I think it kind of depends on what industry and in, whether you can survive a virtual trade show. Mm-hmm. Our managers, the decision makers, <clears throat> I, I, I don't think they're going to sit in front of a computer and watch a trade show for seven or eight hours to try and see your virtual booth. Uh, they, you know, they will travel to the large shows like the NCBA. But to me, our show is a physical show. They're, they're necessary in a way, I think, because if you don't go, you're conspicuous by your absence. Yes, uh, I agree. If, if we don't go to a show, somebody's, oh, yeah, Rotomix is having tough times. They've quit all their farm shows and the rumor mill will fly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I think you go, but it's a necessity. And there are still some people that they want to go see the equipment hands-on that yeah. looking at it on a computer just doesn't do it justice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we we I can never get rid of farm shows, I think. Right. I think people need to be able to see and touch and feel and and you know talk with their friends about the equipment in real life, right? But yeah, yeah I think maybe we we had too many, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, you can see the the big guys have throttled back. They I uh, noticed that at Louisville the last year we were able to go to that. Some of the, mm-hmm. like John Deere, they have smaller booths. Mm-hmm. They don't bring uh, something of everything they do. You you bring your new equipment or your specialized equipment, maybe yeah. for that region. But so, yeah, I think it will create some changes, but I don't think they'll ever completely go away. Well, so I have one more question and uh, and that is what color is your tractor? Well, right now I'd say it's orange because it's a bad boy mower. Uh, <laughs> I I never uh, have really owned a tractor, so to speak. I've worked for my buddies that farm and I've worked a lot of cattle, but never been a big landowner. So I haven't had a need for a tractor, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I would say orange now. My first one would have been yellow. It was a Cub Cadet mower tractor style. That's awesome. <laughs> They're not going to pull a mixer. <laughs> no, it'd be a really little one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the orange and red. <laughs> I could use a white one. White white wouldn't look bad. Oh, there you orange. go. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, um, so if people want to learn more, uh, where should they, where can they find you? Uh, best place is our website, uh, rotomix.com, R-O-T-O-M-I-X.com. Uh, all of our equipment's on there. There's all the specs. You can see some videos on there. You can also get on YouTube and put uh, Rotomix in there. Uh, we have a lot of our mixing videos, side-by-side comparison with competition. And, of course, the Peterson Farm Brothers and uh, Derek Klingenberg's videos are always good to watch, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of places where you can view our equipment. That's excellent. So thanks so much for joining me today, Kelly. And thanks to everyone who's listening. If you want to learn more, uh, like Kelly said, go to rotomix.com. That's the website, right? Yes. Yep. And uh, we'll have the links provided as well in the show notes. And have a great day. Thank you for your time, Chrissy. We appreciate you. Thanks.
Thanks so much for listening to What Color Is Your Tractor. I hope you learned something new about the brand you love or hate. If you're a manufacturer who would like to apply to be featured on this show, please visit whatcolorisyourtractor.com slash contact and fill out the form.